0: book eight of the ballad of the white horse by g k chesterton this librivox recording is in the public domain book eight the scouring of the horse in the years of the peace of wessex when the good king sat at home years following on that bloody boon when she that stands above the moon stood above the death at Ethandune and saw his kingdom come when the pagan people of the sea fled to their palisades nailed there with javelins to cling and wonder smote the pirate king, and brought him to his christening, and the end of all his raids. For not till the night's blue slate is wiped of its last star utterly, and fierce new signs writ there to read, shall eyes with such amazement heed. And when a great man knows indeed a greater thing than he, and there came to his chrism loosing, lord of all lands afar, and a line was drawn northwesterly that set King Egbert's empire free, giving all lands by the northern sea. To the sons of the northern star in the days of the rest of alfred when all these things were done and wessex lay in a patch of peace like a dog in a patch of sun the king sat in his orchard among apples green and red with a little book in his bosom and the sunshine on his head and he gathered the songs of simple men that swing with helm and todd and the alms he gave as a christian like a river alive with fishes ran and he made gifts to a beggar man as to a wandering god. And he gat good laws of the ancient kings, like treasure out of the tombs. And many a thief in thorny nook, or noble and sea-stained turrets shook, for the opening of his iron book, and the gathering of his dooms. Then men would come from the ends of the earth, whom the king sat welcoming, and men would go to the ends of the earth, because of the word of the king. For folk came in to Alfred's face, whose javelins had been hurled, or monsters that make boil the sea, krakens and coils of mystery, or thrust in ancient snows that be the white hair of the world, and some had knocked at the northern gates of the ultimate icy floor where the fish freeze and the foam turns black, and the wide world narrows to a track, and the other sea at the world's back cries to a closed door, and men went forth from Alfred's face, even great gift-bearing lords, not to roam only but more bold, out to the high-hot courts of old. Of negroes clad in cloth of gold, silence and crooked swords, scrawled screens and secret gardens, and insect laden skies, where fiery plains stretch on and on to the purple country of Prester John and the walls of paradise. And he knew the might of the terre majeure, where kings began to reign, where in a night rout without name of gloomy Goths and Gauls there came, white above candles all aflame, like a vision Charlemagne. And men, seeing such embassies, Spake with the king and said, The steel that sang so sweet a tune, On Ashdown and on Ethandune, Why hangs its scabbard so soon, All heavily like lead? Why dwell the Danes in north England, And up to the river ride, Three more such marches like thine own, would in them, and the picked Shadon, Our sway, and our feet climb the throne, And the mountains of Strathclyde? And Alfred in the orchard, Among apples green and red, with a little book in his bosom, looked at green leaves and said, When all philosophies shall fail, this word alone shall fit, that a sage feels too small for life, and a fool too large for it. Asia and all imperial plains are too little for a fool. But for one man whose eyes can see, the little island of Athelney is too large a land to rule. Haply it had been better, when I built my fortress there, out in the reedy waters wide, I had stood on my mud wall and cried, Take England all from tide to tide, Be Athelney my share. Those madmen of the throne scramble, oppressors and oppressed, had lined the banks by Athelney and waved and wailed unceasingly where the river turned to the broad sea, by an island of the blest. An island like a little book, full of a hundred tales, like the gilt page a good monk's pen, that is all smaller than a wren, yet hath I towns, meteors and men, and suns and spouting whales. A land having a light on it, and the river dark and fast, An isle with utter clearness lit, because a saint had stood in it. Where flowers are flowers indeed and fit, and trees are trees at last. So were the island of a saint, but I am a common king, And I will make my fences tough, from Wantage Town to Plymouth Bluff, Because I am not wise enough to rule so small a thing. And it fell in the days of Alfred, in the days of his repose, That as old customs in his sight— where a straight road and a steady light, he bade them keep the white horse white as the first plume of the snows. And right to the red torch-light, from the trouble of morning grey, they stripped the white horse of the grass, as they stripped it to this day. And under the red torch-light he went dreaming as though dull, of his old companions slain like kings, and the rich irrevocable things, of a heart that hath not openings, but is shut fast, being full." And the torchlight touched the pale hair where silver clouded gold, and the frame of his face was made of cords, and a young lord turned among the lords and said, "The king is old," and even as he said it, a post ran in amain, crying, "Arm, Lord King, the hamlet's arm, and the horror and the shade of harm they have burnt brand of ANGUR'S farm. The Danes are come again. Danes drive the white east angles and six fights on the plains." Danes waste the world about the Thames, Danes to the eastward Danes. And as he stumbled on one knee, the Thanes broke out in ire, crying, Ill the watchmen watch, and ill the sheriffs keep the Shire. But the young earl said, Ill the saints, the saints of England guard, land wherein we pledge them gold. The dykes decay the king grows old, and surely this is hard, that we be never quit of them, that when his head is hoar, He cannot say to them he smote, and spared with a hand hard at the throat, Go and return no more. Then Alfred smiled, and the smile of him was like the sun for power, but he only pointed, bade them heed those peasants of the Berkshire breed, Who plucked the old horse of the weed as they pluck it to this hour. Will you part with the weeds forever, or show daisies to the door, or will you bid the bold grass go and return no more? So ceaseless and so secret. Thrive terror and theft set free, Treason and shame shall come to pass, While one weed flowers in a morass, And like the stillness of stiff grass, The stillness of tyranny, Over our white souls also, Wild heresies and Wave prouder than the plumes of grass, And sadder than their sigh. And I go riding against the raid, And ye know not where I am, But ye shall know in a day or year, When one green star of grass grows here, Chaos has charged you, charger and spear, battle axe and battering ram, and though skies alter and empires melt, this word shall still be true. If ye would have the horse of old, scour ye the horse anew. One time I followed a dancing star that seemed to sing and nod, and ring upon earth all evil's knell, but now I wot if ye scour not well, red rust shall grow in God's great bell, and grass in the streets of God. Ceased Alfred and above his head. The grand green domes, the downs, Showed the first legions of the press, Marching in haste and bitterness, For Christ's sake and the crowns. Beyond the cavern of Colan, Past Eldred's by the sea, Rose men that owned King Alfred's rod, From the windy wastes of Exeon trod, Or where the thorn of the grave of God Burns over Glastonbury. Far northward and far westward, The distant tribes drew nigh. Plains beyond plains, fell beyond fell, That a man at sunset sees so well, and the tiny coloured towns that dwell in the corners of the sky, but dark and thick has thronged the host with drum and torch and blade. The still-eyed king sat pondering, as one that watches a live thing. The scoured chalk and he said, "Though I give this land to our Lady that helped me in Athelney, though lordlier trees and lustier sod and happier hills hath no flesh trod than the garden of the Mother of God between Thameside and the sea, I know that weeds shall grow in it." FASTER THAN MEN CAN BURN, AND THOUGH THEY SCATTER NOW AND GO, IN SOME FAR CENTURY, SAD AND SLOW, I HAVE A VISION, AND I KNOW, THE HEATHEN SHALL RETURN. THEY SHALL NOT COME WITH WARSHIPS, THEY SHALL NOT WASTE WITH BRANDS, BUT BOOKS BE ALL THEIR EATING, AND INK BE ON THEIR HANDS. NOT WITH THE HUMOR OF HUNTERS, OR SAVAGE SKILL IN WAR, BUT ORDERING ALL THINGS WITH DEAD WORDS. STRINGS SHALL THEY MAKE OF BEASTS AND BIRDS, AND WHEELS OF WIND AND STAR. They shall come mild as monkish clerks, With many a scroll and pin. And backward shall ye turn and gaze, Desiring one of Alfred's days, When pagans still were men. The dear sun dwarfed of dreadful suns, Like fiercer flowers on stalk. Earth lost and little like a pea, and high heaven's towering forestry, These be the small weeds ye shall see, Crawl covering the chalk. But though they bridge St. Mary's sea, Or steal St. Michael's wing, though they rear marvels over us, greater than great Virgilius, wrought for the Roman king. By this sign you shall know them, the breaking of the sword, and man no more a free knight that loves or hates his lord. Yea, these shall be the sign of them, the sign of the dying fire, and man made like a half-wit that knows not of his sire. What though they come with scroll and pen, and grave as a shaven clerk, by this sign you shall know them, THAT THEY RUIN AND MAKE DARK, BY ALL MEN BOND TO NOTHING, BEING SLAVES WITHOUT A LORD, BY ONE BLIND IDIOT WORLD OBEYED, TOO BLIND TO BE ABORED, BY TERROR AND THE CRUEL TALES, OF CURSE AND BONE AND KIN, BY WEIRD AND WEAKNESS WINNING, ACCURSED FROM THE BEGINNING, BY DETAIL OF THE SINNING, AND DENIAL OF THE SIN, BY THOUGHT A CRAWLING RUIN, BY LIFE A LEAPING MIRE, BY A BROKEN HEART in THE BREAST OF THE WORLD, AND THE END OF THE WORLD'S DESIRE, by God and man dishonoured, by death and life made vain, know ye the old barbarian, the barbarian come again. When is great talk of trend and tide, and wisdom and destiny? Hail that undying heathen that is sadder than the sea! And what wise men shall smite him, or the cross stand up again? Or charity, or chivalry, my vision saith not, and I see. No more but now ride doubtfully to the battle of the plain." and the grass edge of the great down was cut clean as a lawn while the levees thronged from near and far from the warm woods of the western star and the king went out to his last war on a tall grey horse at dawn and news of his far-off fighting came slowly and brokenly from the land of the east saxons from the sunrise and the sea from the plains of the white sunrise and sad st edmund's crown where the pools of essex pale and gleam out beyond london town and mighty and doubtful fragments, like faint or fabled wars, climb the old hills of his renown, where the bald brow of the white horse down is close to the cold stars. But away in the eastern places the wind of death walked high, and a raid was driven athwart the raid. The sky reddened, and the smoke swayed, and the tall grey horse went by. The gates of the great river were breached as with a barge. The walls sank crowded, say the scribes, and high towers populous with tribes seemed leaning from the charge. Smoke like rebellious heavens rolled, curled over colored flames, mirrored in monstrous purple dreams and the mighty pools of Thames. Loud was the war on London Wall, and loud in London Gates, and loud the sea-kings in the cloud, broke through their dreaming gods and loud, cried on their dreadful fates, and all the while on White Horse Hill the horse lay long and wan, The turf crawled, and the fungus crept, And the little sorrel, while all men slept, Unwrought the work of man. With velvet finger, velvet foot, The fierce soft mosses then Crept on the large white common wheel All folk had striven to strip and peel, And the grass, like a great green witch's wheel, Unwound the toils of men. And clover and silent thistle throve, And buds burst silently, With little care for the Thames Valley, Or what things there might be, That away on the widening river and the eastern plains for crown, stood up in the pale purple sky, one turret of smoke like ivory, and the smoke changed, and the wind went by, and the king took London town. End of Book Eight Recording by Robin Lamb End of The Ballad of the White Horse by G. K. Chesterton